stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insight and understanding from the Word of God. Here's Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today we're going to dive deep into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 to find out what is going to happen the moment that the church is raptured. It's just going to be marvelous. And if you love the Bible, you're going to really love today's program. But I'm offering you my brand new series, which is called The Coming of the Antichrist. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. It is so wonderful to know what the Bible says about the future. You say, well, why do I need to know about the Antichrist if he's going to appear after the rapture? Well, the Bible gives us explicit information about this because we need to know. Some people are going to be left, and we don't want them to be left. We want them to be saved before all of this happens. We need to know what the Bible says about the coming of the Antichrist, and today we're going to see how Jesus is going to deal with the Antichrist when he comes at the end of the seven-year tribulation. It is just marvelous what you're going to see in the scripture today. But anyway, this comes with a great study guide. The two of these together are really a powerful package. And right now we're also offering you my brand new book. Please order this book. I really want you to have this book. It's called Last Day's Survival Guide. Look at the size of this book. You know, I don't write many small books. I put everything I have into my books. I really try to produce teaching that you can trust. Perry Stone wrote the foreword. A wonderful scholar just wrote to me and said, wow, this is so filled with practical advice about how to stomp through these end times. And that's why we put boots and a Bible on the cover. We have to have the Word of God. We have to take our stomping boots, get ready to march through this season. And my friends, we are anointed to do it. There's no reason to be afraid. God chose us for this season. In fact, I'm honored by it to think. Prophets prophesied about this time, but you and I are living in this time. We are seeing what other people saw from a distance by faith, and we're living in it, and we're living right up unto the coming of the Lord when he's going to come for the church. But how do we survive between now and then? That's what this book is about. And the subtitle says, A Scriptural Handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. Order your copy today, and I want to encourage you to order a second copy or a third copy to share with someone else. You will definitely want to share this book with someone. When you read it, you're going to say, wow, I know somebody who needs to read this. So order several, send another book as a missionary. Let it go where you can't go and speak where you don't know how to speak. But order your copy today. You can do it by going online, or you can call us right now. And for those who become partners, we always send you a gift as our way of saying, welcome to our partner family. And when we call people partners, we really use that word very carefully. They really are partners with me and Denise and with everyone in our ministry as we work together to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. In the Great Commission, Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's what we're doing. We're taking the teaching of the Bible to all nations. 
And my friend, I want to invite you to join us as a partner, if you're not already a partner. And when you become a partner, we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And we'll also send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. This is our way of saying welcome to our partner family. And if you need prayer, please call. Just call the number that's on the screen or send us an email. The moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to pray for you and we'll keep praying for you until you receive what you need from God. God has a breakthrough for you. And if we can pray with you, that would be our honor. But today I want you to reach for your Bible. I have my Bible. And today we're going to return to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And we're going to begin today in verse 8. In the last program, we saw that a moment is coming in the near future when the great restrainer, that's us, that's the church, we're going to be taken out of the way. The Greek literally means we'll be lifted right out of the middle of everything. The Greek uses the word genomai, which describes something that takes place by surprise, something that takes you off guard. It is unexpected. Suddenly, abruptly, the great restrainer will be lifted out of the picture. It really is a description of the rapture of the church. And the moment the church is evacuated, verse 8 tells us what will happen next. Listen to what it says. And then, the word then is the word tote in Greek. It means then exactly at that time, precisely at that moment. The moment the church is evacuated, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. But notice in the King James Version, the Antichrist here is called that wicked, and the word wicked begins with a capital W. Well, in Greek, it is the word ho-anomas. It's very interesting. It means that man of iniquity. Anomas is from anomia. It means one that has thrown off law, one that has thrown off past standards, one that is lawless. He will be the lawless one, particularly it refers to one who refuses to acknowledge and submit to the law of God. He will throw off all norms of the past. He will claim to be a progressive leader that's leading the world into a new future, into a new way of thinking. But in fact, the Bible says he will be wicked. He will be lawless. And the Bible says when the church is evacuated and then... The word then, again, the Greek word tote, precisely at that very moment is when that wicked one, the Antichrist, the lawless one, will be revealed. The word revealed is the Greek word apokalupsis. I'm going to read to you right from my notes. The word apokalupsis means to uncover, to unveil, to reveal. It's something that's been veiled or hidden, and suddenly it becomes clear and visible for everyone to see. It is a sudden revealing. When the veil is removed, what was hidden comes into plain view, and what was behind the veil is no longer concealed from private or public view. So when the church is evacuated, suddenly in that moment, there will be a very quick revealing, and the Antichrist will step onto the stage, and everyone will know who he is, but they won't recognize him as the Antichrist. They will think he is their answer, that he is a solution. And the Bible says, and then at that very moment, that wicked one will be revealed. And then the Apostle Paul, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, describes the future of the Antichrist at the end of his seven-year rule during the Great Tribulation. When Jesus comes 
at the end of the seven years with ten thousands of his saints, here's what's going to happen to the Antichrist. Listen to this. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Wow. It says whom the Lord, the word Lord is the word kurios, but here it uniquely begins with a capital letter K. It's not any Lord, it is the Lord, the greatest Lord of all, the Lord of Lords. He's coming and he shall consume the Antichrist. The word consume, the Greek word anareo, which means to slaughter, to obliterate, to annihilate. Wow, it is so powerful. And Jesus is going to do it with the spirit of his mouth. The word spirit is the Greek word pneumati, it really tells us all it will take is one small puff from the mouth of Jesus to obliterate the Antichrist. The Antichrist who will have mesmerized the world and who will seem so entrenched in power, in fact, is so temporary, he'll be removed with one puff from the mouth of Jesus. And the Bible says he will be destroyed with the brightness of his coming. The word destroyed, the Greek word kat ergeo, listen to what it means. It means to bring to nothing, to waste, to reduce to waste, to render inactive, to abolish, or to permanently put out of commission. Jesus will permanently put him out of commission with the brightness of his coming. The word coming is the word parousia. The word parousia was a technical word used to describe the royal visit of a king or an emperor who has the power to put everything in order. When Jesus comes, he's going to come as the king of kings and the Lord of lords with all the authority and power required to put everything back into order after the seven-year rule of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist will be destroyed, reduced to nothing by the brightness of his coming. That word brightness really is the Greek word epiphania. The word brightness is kind of a strange translation because the word epiphania describes a sudden surprise appearance. It's going to take the Antichrist off guard. And in fact, this word brightness, the Greek word epiphania, is where we get the word for an epiphany. It's going to be an epiphany moment for the Antichrist when he says, wow, what is this? Suddenly the Lord appears. He comes with all of his glory, all of his grandeur, with the power to put everything in order. And with one puff, Jesus annihilates him. He's going to have quite an epiphany at that moment as he is reduced to nothing by the breath of Jesus. That's the future of the Antichrist. However, I would translate the RIV of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 like this. The removal of this restraining force will signal the moment when the lawless one will finally make his grand appearance to the world. And not too long after that, the Lord will come. His coming will be so grand, so glorious, so overwhelming, he will totally obliterate the lawless one by the mere breath of his mouth. Just one puff from the Lord, and this evil person will be incinerated. The very presence of the Lord will cripple and immobilize him, permanently putting him out of commission. That is a very good translation. But then in verse 9, Paul continues, and he describes what the rule of the Antichrist during the seven-year tribulation will be like. And listen to what he says beginning in verse 9. Even him, he's talking about the Antichrist, whose coming 
is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. But the very first of verse 9, it says, even him who's coming. This word coming, again, is the word parousia. And the word parousia was that technical word which was used to describe the visit of a king or an emperor. And because this word is used in this verse, it tells us during that seven-year period, the Antichrist will become so entrenched, he'll become like the king of the earth. He'll become the emperor of the earth. He will control everything. Parousia here describes his royal arrival as a king. He will literally rule the planet for seven years. And the Bible says his coming will be after the working of Satan. The word after is a Greek word kata. The word kata always carries the idea of domination or subjugation. So we know Satan will dominate him. Satan will actually work through him. That's what the word kata here means. But here it goes on to say, after the working of Satan, the word working, the Greek word energeo, it's where we get the word for energy, energy which means he will be energized by Satan. And in fact, this word energeo means to be energized. It describes a force that propels one to the front. Satan will propel this man to the front. He will be demonically energized. And the Bible clearly says <coughs> by Satan. The word Satan here, the Greek word satanas, is a very interesting word which always describes one who conspires against. Well, we saw from previous verses that there really is a big conspiracy at work in the world today. It was a work even in the time of Paul's days. He said the mystery of iniquity is already at work. It was a conspiracy of Satan to begin modifying the world until finally it would become so modified it would throw open its arms to receive this wicked, wicked man and the world would be so modified their thinking so polluted, they would think this evil man was actually good for them and they would follow him. Satan, at the end of the age, will work through the Antichrist. The word Satanist, the word Satan here means he will finally maximize, bring to a conclusion his conspiracy that he's been working all along as he sets his man on the throne to rule the world and Satan will energize him and Satan will work through him in fact, the Bible says he will even come with all power and signs and lying wonders. Wow. The word power is the Greek word dunamis. You probably know the word dunamis. It's the same word which is used to describe the power of the gospel, the power of signs and wonders. It's usually a wonderful word. It denotes supernatural activity. But here it's used to describe supernatural activity that will flow through the Antichrist. And then Paul continues to elaborate when he says, and signs and lying wonders. The word signs is the Greek word simeon. The word simeon describes a sign, a mark, or a token that is intended to authenticate a thing. It is an action performed to prove a point. It is the very word used in the New Testament for miracles and supernatural events. But then Paul elaborates further and says, and lying wonders. The word and is a Greek word chi. It can be better translated even lying wonders. It will look like miracles. It will look like supernatural activity. Paul now inserts the word chi. He says, but in fact, it really is even 
lying wonders. The word lying describes something that is bogus, but the word wonders here is very important because it is plural, which means there's going to be repeated wonders, miracles that are performed by the Antichrist. And this particular word wonders, which is plural, the Greek word teras, listen to this, it describes events that leave people baffled, bewildered, astonished, or at a loss of words. This word teras, this word wonders, is used to depict the shock, surprise, or astonishment felt by bystanders who observed events that were contrary to the course of nature. Events so shocking that spectators were left speechless, taken back, stunned, awestruck, and in a state of wonder. Well, remember, we saw in previous verses that the Antichrist will sit in the Holy of Holies showing himself that he is God. Now we find how he's going to try to authenticate that he is God. Supernatural powers are going to flow through him, but they're not going to be the powers of God. It's going to be the energy of Satan working through him, and it will be so spectacular, people will stand in awe of him. And that is why I would translate chapter 2, verse 9, like this. This evil one will be energized by Satan himself as he makes his arrival known to the world with all kinds of dynamic supernatural powers that are truly extraordinary. These lying signs and wonders and supernatural feats have only one purpose. They're designed to draw attention to the lawless one and make the world stand in awe of him. And then in verse 10, Paul continues to say, that he will work with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish. When he says he will come with all, with all is a Greek word in passe, which means he will use any and all methods to successfully seduce and to deceive. The word deceivableness is the word apate, a very interesting word, which describes a deliberate seduction or deception, a meticulously planned deception intended to lead a person or an entire race into error. It is intentional trickery designed to deceive, seduce, and to mislead. The Antichrist energized by Satan will begin to leave the entire world into a lie, into a web of seduction. And the Bible says, especially in them that perish. These are those who rejected the truth. The word perish the word apolumi, this word is so very important because it describes what happens to an individual who rejects the truth. This word apolumi is also where you get the word apollos, the New Testament word apollyon, which describes the devil himself. But this word perish really means to undo, to destroy, to permanently perish. It pictures total and complete devastation and ruin. It is destruction and waste. Those who reject the truth are ultimately destroyed, not by God, but by their own personal choices. That's what this verse teaches. It says, because, you see, here's the reason why, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Wow. Receive not. The word received is the word dekomai, which means to gladly receive, which means they had the opportunity. The message was presented, but they did not embrace it gladly. They rejected it instead. They rejected the love of the truth, which had the power to save them. That's what this verse says. 
And in fact, the RIV of verse 10 would be this. He will do anything to seduce people, exploiting them with illusions, tricks, and all types of unrighteousness that are designed to deceive and seduce the masses. But these supernatural tricks will primarily be targeted to those who are perishing, those who had the chance to embrace the love of the truth, but who didn't take the opportunity when it was presented to them. They refuse the truth and therefore have forfeited their chance to be rescued, saved, and delivered. Then in verse 11, Paul says, And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I want to explain that phrase, for this cause. It really means in response to their choice. God was not in a rush to send delusion. God didn't even want to send delusion. But God will always let you have what you want. And if people want to believe a lie, God will let them believe a lie. That's their choice. He'll even let the lie run its full course in their life if that's their choice. And here the verse says, the result of them believing a lie will be strong delusion working in them. Strong delusion in Greek really says something very different. It says, energes planes from the word energeo, which is the word for energy, and the word planes, which is the word for deception or seduction. It means when they believe the lie, deception will be energized in them, energized in them. Demonically, supernaturally, the people living at that time will be energized to believe the lie that they have embraced. Wow. And I would translate the verse like this, verse 11. Because they chose to reject the truth, God will send delusion and error into their midst, and they will believe the lie that is being offered to them. And then you understand it means by the Antichrist. Verse 12. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The word damned is really a very bad translation. In Greek, it is the word krino. The word krino is very specifically describes the final verdict of the court after it has examined all the information. After it has examined all the information, finally the court gives its final verdict. So here you have the condemning sentence of a court. The word denotes that a verdict or a sentence will be pronounced by the court of heaven. After God has examined all the facts, a verdict will be issued by God's court. God will view all the evidence presented to him in the case against sinful man, and he will issue a, a guilty verdict of judgment and condemnation at the end of the age. And I would translate verse 12 like this. God will send delusion among these truth rejectors. They could have accepted the truth and believed, but they made the willful decision to participate in and fully enjoy their unrighteous deeds. In the end, they will be thoroughly judged and condemned by their own actions. Because they gave themselves so entirely to the enjoyment of wrongdoing, there will be plenty of evidence to use against them in God's court of law on the day they stand before him to be judged. Now that is amazing. That is amazing. So in these verses, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul describes events leading up to the rapture of the church. He describes the rapture of the church and events that will follow the rapture of the church. All of that 
is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and he believed that we needed to understand it, and that's why I'm teaching it to you today. But we're out of time. I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. People often talk about the coming of Jesus, but once Jesus has raptured the church, the Bible says the Antichrist will be revealed to the world. In one split second, the Antichrist will come out of hiding and go public. In the 10-part series, The Coming of the Antichrist, Rick Renner delves into this end-time subject like you've never heard it before. Based on 1 Thessalonians, Rick explores verses that can be difficult making them easy to understand. Since we are living in the end of the ages, we need to know what is coming in the near future. If you are interested in what the Bible says about the future, then this is one series you need to digest. Rick answers, who is the Antichrist? What will he be like when he shows up? When will he be revealed to the world? What is stopping him from being revealed right now? Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20, you'll be so glad you invested in this powerful series. In addition, you can order Rick Renner's book, Last Day Survival Guide. This spectacular book will awaken you to the times we are living in and will equip you to sail through these times successfully. We are in the last days. You and I need to know how to thrive in this last days environment. This is one book you must have. Right now, you can get Last Day Survival Guide for just $25 wherever books are sold, in stores and online, or by going to renner.org. Don't delay ordering your copy today. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go online to order. I have so enjoyed teaching these verses to you today. The Holy Spirit believed that we needed to understand what's going to happen in the future. And that's why I'm teaching you this. I want you to have teaching that you can really trust. And I want to encourage you to order the series called The Coming of the Antichrist. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. The back of the series says people often talk about the coming of Jesus. But once Christ has come for his church, the Antichrist will be revealed. Who is the Antichrist? What are his characteristics? What will it be like when he shows up? What's stopping him from being revealed right now? All of that is in this amazing 10-part series that comes with a study guide. My friend, the study guide is so wonderful. I think it's my favorite part. It's all the words, the Greek, the history, everything that you've heard and seen in this series is in the study guide. And also right now we're offering you my brand new book. I want you to order it. Please do it today. You can call right now or go online. Last Days Survival Guide, a scriptural handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. The foreword is by Perry Stone. The back of the book says, if you're concerned about what you're witnessing in society today and maybe even in the church, the answers you need to maintain your victory are in this book. It's a survival guide for thriving in perilous times. This is going to be great for you or your kids or even for your grandkids. So order your copy right now. And remember that if you need prayer, we are here for you. We would be delighted to take your call or to receive your email so we can begin to pray for you right now. So call right now or send us an email. But Father, thank you so much for the amazing Bible that you've given us. It is so amazing. Thank you that you equip us for the future. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Let God's word work in you today, and I'll see you tomorrow.
Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.